Max is gonna be helping with the backup. Lakers couldn't even make the playoffs. Phoebe, Joey, Ross, Chandler, Rocco. <laughs> I think we did it. Yeah, buddy. A rock hard diamond dick intro, check. A loyal, committed audience that will kill on command, check. And we're only on episode five. May 16th, 2019. Welcome back once again to the Bus Lab. This episode is brought to you by Metracycling 47. While the clinical test results are still pending, this elixir suppository has been shown to quadruple metabolisms and lifespans in seahorses and adolescent June bugs. If you suffer chronic inward dick syndrome, depression, male pattern baldness, resting bitch face, vaginal and or anal looseness, Metracycline 47 will absolutely maybe cure you within 30 days or less. Side effects include nightmares, home foreclosure, fear during holidays, memory loss, the disease you just cured, and involuntary demonic possessions. Today's episode of The Bus Lab is also brought to you by our friends over at Rick's Creative Cremations that will turn your dead loved one into an inanimate keepsake. Use promo code DUST for 30% off your first order. Also, Hamilton's Horse Jerky. Get yourself a bag today. Use the promo code Horse Jerk. Get your get yourself a delicious bag of the of the Sea Biscuit Sriracha, the Chamoy Clydesdale, the Thoroughbred Teriyaki, or the uh, Polynesian Pony flavored Hamilton's Horse Jerky. Thursday, May sixteenth, two thousand nineteen, episode five hundred and thirty seven of the Bus Lab. Max and Tommy here. What's up, dude? Dude, I'm getting more and more pumped with every episode. I actually missed you this week, dude. Wow, that's a first. I didn't have to fucking pull your teeth to get you over here. No, no, no. But I gotta say, you're looking different. Really? Yeah, yeah. Are you yeah. checking me out at the gym this morning? I was checking you. Uh-huh. And I'm thinking, you're looking a little more feminine. Oh, I changed my name to Maxine this week, man. Oh, yeah? I had to. And what's going on with that? Well, I just fucked around on Snapchat, and they had that girl filter. And sure enough, I'm a really cute woman. Mmm. I think I could be the baddest bitch in the game. If I shaved my face and threw on some eyeshadow. But just on a whim the other day, I made a Tinder <laughs> as a woman named Maxine. I have over 60 matches and over like 250 likes on the fucking picture. And it's just one picture. So on Tinder, my name's Maxine. I'm a 28-year-old paralegal. Mm-hmm. And my bio just says former child. So you actually included a bio too. These aren't just sex-hungry fiends. Going they after your hot ass. They are pretty sex hungry. You can tell. And it's like perspective right now for how girls get treated by guys on dating apps because these conversations are ridiculous and I'm just trolling so hard and it's hilarious. I put it all over Instagram. Um, I think I might have to like actually build like a catalog of it because they're really fucking hilarious. My, my DMs are just blowing up with people just cracking up. So the caliber of these guys, are they pretty much just some bottom-tier Planktons? Or has anyone hit you with, like, an opening line and you're like, fuck, I might just have to give this guy the nuts? Dude, hey, they're not ugly guys. <laughs> <laughs> they're not ugly guys. They're, like, there's, like, some military dudes. There's, like, guys that one of the guys has his own fucking business. They're, like, they're pretty handsome dudes. Like, I don't, I ain't gonna bang a dude or nothing. But they're pretty handsome dudes. And I don't know how they can't tell. Because it's not... 
I guess if you know me, you can tell. But first glance, it's it's a cute girl. It's it, that that that's some dating apps, dude. I'm proof in the pudding. I should meet one of these guys and show up fresh out the gym in one of my cut off shirts, fresh out of shoulder day, dude. Oh, you thought this was a game? <laughs> I'm here, baby. Well, I think for this Don't episode, we got to make the thumbnail the you know Maxine's Tinder profile pic, so everyone knows exactly how sexy and thick you are. It's. I think that it could turn into something really funny. Mm-hmm. It, like it's already super hilarious. I was sitting on my couch yesterday just in tears that mm-hmm. it, I just match after match after and there's been two people that have called it out and I've told them that I'm doing it to kind of like promote the podcast. And so one of the guys was like, "Dude, this is fucking hilarious." Like and then he was like, "Wait, is this your podcast, The Diarrhea of Anne Frank?" He's like, "I'm already a fan." So Hey, name drop him real quick. Shouts out. Oh, I think his name was Kevin. Shouts out Kevin, dude. Kevin on Tinder. Kevin or Alex, I think was his name. But either way, hey, if you don't want to fuck me, at least listen to my podcast. <laughs> the podcast is going great. We got to thank you all. We're up to a thousand weekly listeners. Oh, yeah. Um, and we're in, we've, we've had listeners from like, I think, six different countries. Really? So let me check real quick. We have, we had someone in Iraq. I don't know how that happened, but they said it was the bomb. Someone in Switzerland, someone in Britain, in England. Wait, are Britain and England the same? The UK, England. Yeah, yeah. United Kingdom, Iceland, Canada, United States, Iraq, Belgium. So I got a bunch of people repping where I'm from. I'm holding it down, dude. That's what I'm talking about, My Scandinavian Germans. The outreach is sounding like a DNA test result, baby. You too, man. Just these two little German kids, dude. We need to get some fucking Hefeweizen in here. We need some sauerkraut. For now, we're sponsored by this damn White Clan. Oops, sorry. The, the White Claw Hard Seltzer. I gave Tommy one of those White Claw seltzer drinks that are super bomb. Dude, those will those will tear you up. You gotta be careful with White Claw. You gotta be careful. We might just find ourselves in a freestyle rap battle. I don't want to tear you up, dude. Don't get me started. We got a rainy day here in San Diego, though. That's a little different. I love it. I love the rain. I even got some fucking... I set the mood in the podcast studio today. I got some essential oils going. I, I use spearmint lemon. Mm. Yeah. Rainy the essential humidifiers, favorite. dude, they just... They make you want to take it all in. I thought this was a whole fucking date setup when I walked in here. I'm like, it kind of oh. is. It's kind of like we're on a date. We're drinking and breathing in essential oils. It's a gloomy day outside. Storms brewing. Storms brewing. Storms are brewing. You ain't leaving. You ain't leaving. You want to leave? <laughs> Try. <laughs> oh, I love rainy days, dude. I just want to just want to get naked and breastfeed. Mm. I just want to snuggle up on like a rabbit fur, like wool, like sheep's fur. Put on a pair of Uggs and watch Titanic. Just nothing better than sprawled out, laying on top of a still bloody bearskin rug. Oh, it's, it's got a little. You life got the left. mahogany cedar ma- ma- Mulvaney fireplace. <laughs> Burn. Just just laying down naked in front of a cackling fireplace, or just a just a an old vinyl record player that's not playing music. It's just making those crickly crackly sounds. Mm-hmm. Eating eating some dark chocolate Milano cookies. Making smoky skillet steaks with all the doors and windows closed. <laughs> the smoke alarm's been going off for three hours. Starting an argument with your girlfriend over nothing. 
calling your grandma who has bad memory and telling her lies. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I love rainy days, man. It just sets the mood. Hell yeah, dude. It's a writing mood. Love to write during the rainy days, dude. Guitar, everything. Hope you guys like that guitar intro. We just totally just laid that down in about five minutes. That was fun. Yeah, we love spitballing <laughs> ideas and like for Max to say, let's go with Chop Suey. That that sounded like a lot, but we just took it on. Sorry it wasn't longer. Hope you enjoyed it. If you ever want to like reach out to us on our Instagrams with like cool parody intro ideas, just know my man can pick the six string like nobody else. I can play some guitar. So hit us up with some good ideas and we'll bring it to life. We got original music coming too. That's what... There's just only so many hours in the in the fucking week, man. It's ridiculous. Dude, since Avengers Endgame came out, I got this idea for like a concept mixtape where it's going to have uh, some skits throughout the little album mixtape for time travel. Right. So it's going to be laced up with beats from like early hip-hop. And it's going to be a mixtape, so it's going to be just real people's beats, no original production, but like from the 80s to the 90s to like 2000s. And I'm just like the intro is we're tackling covers, but this is gonna be just raw bars, hip hop. So, the boom bap, the boom bap. That's my favorite. That is my favorite. Logic came out that new album. Logic's album was really good. Before I don't want to talk about rap. I want to talk about your hike, dude. You hiked a fucking mountain. You hiked Mount Whitney. This is no easy feat, dude. That's why you have two of them. <laughs> I'm literally strapped up to these things that turn your feet into like Wolverine claw hands. And you started about elevations like eight thousand feet, right? Oh, you started at eight. I thought you started at like one, and then you went. You only hiked four thousand feet elevation. Yeah, we had a car for that part. How but, many? How but once you get to eight, like air is scarce. You got to understand. You're. I mean, mile, what's Denver? Mile High Stadium. That's fifty five thousand, right? Mile High. Uh, oh, so you started at eight. We started at eight. Oh, that, okay. Well, that's gnarly. You, we started at 3 in the morning, dude. Pitch black outside where we Why? got these LED headlamps. Why, Why is because early? just the ascent alone takes seven hours. I didn't like the shit you were telling me like upon the lead up. Like You wanted to hike a lot before you did Mount Whitney. And I said no because my background in fitness and training is like you, like before a competition or whatever, you have a deload week where you train really hard or maybe even two weeks where you actually take a significant break in training and let your, your CNS, your central nervous system, relax. You carb up. You just, like, get ready for, like, the fucking big day, the big hike. And you were saying that you still want to, like, work out and hike, like, a few days before. And so I was kind of worried that you were going to, like, fucking struggle. And you said that it was a hardcore yeah. endurance Well, test. even if you're, like, we'll put it out. I'm just a casual hiker to begin with. The ones around San Diego, I'm not doing, like, the Five Peaks Challenge or nothing past 10 miles ever, right? Like, that that's the most I've done. And I really was hoping to, like, summit this thing, but it's 20 miles. And I'd never done nothing like At that. At what Especially, incline? well, total elevation would have been from 8 to 14, right? Was that the week before that you were doing a mile an hour? Uh, Mount San Jacinto? Yeah. Snowy conditions, you're talking knee-deep snow, which this year just happened to have like 170% more snowfall in like this month than an average year, which is a struggle for guys like us with no like elevation combined with snow experience. Well, you guys weren't doing any strength. That was what was freaking me out. Like I followed that kid Colin. Oh, he's the kid that did that trick. He was on Joe Rogan. Colin something, I think. He did like the couple hundred days like across like the Arctic Circle. 
Really? By himself. Oh. And he did crazy training. And I was like, shit, you guys should be doing... You guys should be doing some more, like, resistance training and actually more than just the cardio because... Yeah. I well, mean, we got a taste of humble pie. We got a taste of reality, you could say, because while we're on these hikes, we're running into people that are hiking this thing called, like, the Pacific Crest Trail, I think. It yeah. goes from fucking... Like, Mexico to Mexico Canada. Mexico to Canada. Yeah. And I'm like, oh... These guys are in their element. We're just, we're trying. But, dude, we accomplished so much, and we're ready to go back and, you know, summit that thing. 14,000 feet. And, uh, shit, come with us next time. I'd do it. I just... Because you're, you, you were into hiking big time, dude. You were strapped yeah. up. My backpack must have weighed 40 pounds. You had a backpack with a human being on it. Yeah, I'd do that. I would do, uh, what's, what's potato chip? What's Mount That's Wilson? seven. Round trip, that's seven. Okay. Well, I did that in one day twice out and back with Bliss. So that's 14 miles? Yeah. So that I could have done El Cajon Mountain. Mm-hmm. Technically with Bliss on my back. You can. Yeah. That one's not even tough. I would have... Uh, that's... I, I would like to do it. I, I'd be down for that. But it's... Uh, I would be... I'd get obsessed with it, though. I would really, really, really make sure that I was programming my body that's that's such a good drink wait oh no you got the mic's hard mic's hard cock this is the thing it's fun to talk about how you feel and just like how you build up to do something like that but you can't even explain just like the beauty of the sights you see from uh it's called lake muir is out there frozen solid surrounded by snow holy shit we started at 3 a.m., so we're literally about 9,000 feet up, and we get to see the sunrise. That's pretty cool. Cotton candy sky. The whole snow was just looking bright purple. It's like you never Did see you shit like that. Did you poop on the mountain? They gave us this thing. It's called a wag bag. Waste and garbage. <laughs> you can shit in it, puke in it, jack off into it. And I did all three of the above. <laughs> you saved it? Did you bring it home? Mm-hmm. Did you bring home your wag bag? Well, right now it's in a... It's in a uh, a test tube, and I'm making my clone with it. <laughs> you mix it with some bear shit. I'm making Tammy. You got Maxine. I'm gonna have Tammy. That's what Jade said. Huh? Jade, she would. She she messaged me on Instagram, and she was like, "Oh, you gotta do a an episode with Maxine and Tammy." Ooh. And I was like, "Oh, you might be onto something." We just we just do like a woman episode. All right, we have. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't die. We have a lot to talk about today, and I just got so many fucking random topics. Um, do you think you could actually, you know, there's this, we're going to talk about like R&B music, we're going to talk about actually banging a girl all night, but so many artists, it just dawned on me, so many artists historically talk about fucking a woman all night long. I feel like that's why we haven't had platinum records yet, because we don't do one of two things. <coughs> we don't do the R&B thing, and fuck for... Hours. Can you right? fuck someone all night long? And if we you went to bed, we listen, listen. If you went to bed at nine p.m. and you got to get up for work at six a.m., okay, that's well, that's that's nine hours. But that's a eight. nine to five. Okay, you think your actual ain't nine nobody, to five is tough? Ain't nobody fucking for eight hours. Uh-uh. No way. No way. No way. Sex for thirty minutes. Crystalia talks about this. Shout out Crystalia and the True Babies. Crystalia talks about this. Shouldn't he having sex for more than 20, 30 minutes? You shouldn't. No. That's, it's, per, per session, right? You can do multiple sessions, but 
you, you bang for 20, 30 minutes, you take a break, you know, recharge for a second. But consistently, fucking, it ain't happening. There's, you're not doing it. I did just hike 12 hours. I'm, I might be conditioned to, I have the stamina. to being that pussy. I have the stamina. I'm not lacking the stamina. <laughs> not lacking the stamina. No, I ain't lacking the stamina. But that just doesn't even sound fun. Mm-mm. How many how many times have you nutted with a girl, with one girl? How many times have you busted a nut in like the same like small window of sexual activity? Yeah, well, let's get this straight. I'm not fucking half owl. So at nighttime, once or twice, and like, yeah, we're human beings. Let's go to sleep. But on those like, ooh, we got the same day off. You're gonna come over for for the day marathon. About three nuts. Three. And- three nuts and like three real mm-hmm. orgasms. Five, if you include the fake ones from the chick, but <laughs> dude, legitimately, you are not. If you can bust a fourth nut, okay, that's that's some superhero shit. Yeah, Deadpool gets to the fourth wall. You're a superhero if you get to the fourth nut, hundred no. percent. That third nut, there's nothing else coming out. You just get to the point of diminishing return, dude. It mm-hmm. becomes the sex. It's just. It ain't good no more. It ain't good. It's got to become an ego thing at that point, right? Like, ooh, I'm going to tear that ass up all night. But, like, basically, that pussy's beat raw. You know, you do it all. I think people do it all so they can get that text the next morning because it's so flattery. Like, I'm sore. I'm fucking so sore. fuck. I don't know if I can ever have sex again. Good thing we did so much last (laughs) night. Well, your body's probably sore if you had sex with me for more than seven minutes. Oh, yeah, what? I mean, Pops. Dude, my thrust power mm-hmm. is like a garbage truck hitting a Honda Civic on the freeway. Oh, yeah. Any I, girl in a relationship should be dead scared of them having at max the dad followed on Instagram. <laughs> Don't say that. Don't it's say like that. being a bad guy living in Gotham City. One of these days, <laughs> I'm going to get you. <laughs> Not safe, and your boyfriend's not Batman. <laughs> Just kidding. But seriously, um, getting that text the next day. Oh my god, last night was great. I mean, dude, is there? You just walk around with your fucking chest up and your head out. Or when a girl does dirty talk during sex. If you want me to last, you can't dirty talk because that just, it just kills me, dude. When a girl's just like, oh, fuck. I know. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck me right in my wet pussy. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, God. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> fuck me all night into the morning. I'm moaning. Right? Okay, great. Now you want me to fuck you ten minutes more? Yeah, uh, I'm already soft thrusting now because guess what? I just came inside you. Oh my god! Without saying a thing. That's what R&B artists talk about, dude. When they talk about fucking to the morning, fucking <laughs> in the morning. Are you saying moaning or are you singing morning? I'm a fucking to the morning. <laughs> are you moaning or are you talking about a time of day? 
did your best friend just die and you moaning? Yeah, are you yeah, mourning even. They may be talking about losing loved ones. Yeah, they sound are, a little too excited to be talking about something like that, but it's still possible. Are you mourning, moaning, or... <laughs> Y'all needs to enunciate them R's a little better. I'm fucking moaning. Oh shit, did someone die? No, I'm a fucking moaning. Oh, oh, she oh can't I'm moaning. Stop screaming. I can't stop screaming and moaning. It's so pleasurable. No, 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 I'm a fucking moaning. <laughs> moaning like breakfast. Is it moaning like fuck me right in my web? Or is it moaning like scrambled fucking eggs? No, it's moaning. <laughs> It makes me miss. It makes me miss old Lil Wayne. Old Lil Wayne was yeah. the best. Without my mama, fuck yeah, yeah. Oh, baby, hey, catch me in the condo, all the way up in Toronto. No, no, that's too mi- pain. No, but Lil Wayne's on that song. But that's the song that made me start to mimic him because. In that song, he's just like, Ow. Let me get the best Lil Wayne analogy you got, because it's like... I have it. I have it. I have it. I'm cutting you off. I know people want to hear you talk more, <laughs> but I don't give a fuck. All right. When Lil Wayne says, real G's move in silence like lasagna. Ooh. Hardest line he ever said. And then, Carter 2 is my favorite Lil Wayne album. I'm a deep boy. Yes, but when he says, "Real G's move in silence like lasagna," every time that fucking gets me. Love Wheezy. I love Wheezy. This looks like it's recording kind of quiet today, but we can fix it, right? Wheezy's on the comeback tour with uh, Blink disbanded. Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, I saw Tom DeLonge in an interview say he's super happy for the evolution of that music and wants to see where it's gonna go. It makes me feel like okay, I gotta give it a chance. You like you receive the new Blink like song that. sucks. It's bad. But it's so bad. It sounds like it. It sucks, and I'm sorry. I love Blink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why it's so delicate because it's like it's like trying to bring back Ren and Stimpy with something like a new animator, a new director. It's like it has a cult following, dude. <laughs> well, the first uncensored album I ever got was the Mark, Tom, and Travis show. Like, oh my god, that shit changed my life in fifth grade. Mark, Tom, and Travis show is dope. Super dope. Um, it was like a live. That was a live album, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, I can listen to Blink all day. And I think that album past Neighborhoods. Neighborhoods and Feeling This were were pretty good. But I just, fuck, dude, the Matt Skeeb. Matt Skeeb is the guy they got from Alkaline Trio. And... Like, he's good, but it's just not Blink, dude. And, and it, so many bands go through that. Yeah, just so name the band something else. Yeah, just like the Blink-182 experience or something. Or something. Kind of like what they did with the Grateful Dead. It's called the... what They got John Mayer now that filling in for Jerry Garcia. I forget what the name is called. But fuck, dude, it's like you're playing the classics. But as far as new music goes, it's a completely different identity. And you can tell with how the song... It's just a different, it's a totally different cocktail of music. Well, that's what's cool for Thomas, because he can't pretend like he was 33% of that group, even though there's Oh, yeah. He, he, you can tell that he's missing, and Mm -hmm. they're missing him. Um, What else? I was thinking, I, I do like little competitions in my head, and I was thinking about Netflix versus Hulu versus Amazon Prime. Sure. 
and I use all of them. Sure. I get Hulu free because I'm a Sprint customer. That's the only good thing Sprint does for people. They fucking suck. Because Sprint has the most not paid bills, dude. I always pay mine late. (laughs) (laughs) They don't charge me. They don't charge me. Netflix... I've Netflix, Netflix. reigns supreme. No. But that that's about to change, dude. I'll they they put billions and billions of dollars. If Netflix was a chick, who would she be? If Netflix was a girl, Netflix would be that that hometown girl that lived in your apartment complex that you used to fool around with in the summertime. Oh. You'd get that get that hand job in the in the pool room. Netflix would be that, that girl that make you feel good. She'd take care of you, but you knew that your, your future wasn't with her. Netflix is Britney to me. I had one. Yeah, she's that cool neighborhood chick that used to jerk you off a little bit during the summertime and summertime only. Shit. And I feel like I didn't even have to pay. I just used somebody's password because she was jerking off a couple other dudes first. <laughs> but it ain't cost me nothing. Hulu, Hulu's your college sweetheart. I think Hulu Hulu's, Hulu is your college sweetheart that got away because uh, because she started sucking her professor. Oh, you caught her sneaking and geeking because you tried to wife her up and she hadn't slutted and nutted yet. Mm-hmm. Valid, an, valedictorian. Yeah, she became the valedictorian after she validated a lot of dicks. Valedictorian. <laughs> Amazon Prime. There's a little carryover, right? There's a little carryover between Amazon and Hulu. And, and Netflix, but Amazon Prime, Amazon Prime is that businesswoman you meet when that first year coming out of your internship for the software firm, and she's got her shit together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing against women in this segment, just selective classification. Amazon Prime is who you want to Amazon wife. She's that corporate independent bitch mm. who's got her life together and she's got opinions. And, she, and you always see her at the grocery store checking out with just like a fucking thing of Ben and Jerry's and, and, a, and a bottle of wine. That's her. Did you get the, Did you get your bachelor's or associates? I got my MBA. Yo, she got her, she got her MBA in, in three years. What? University of Phoenix, it don't matter. That's still an MBA. That's literally the only service I use because that's what I'm chasing in life. I want that Amazon Prime wifey. Amazon Prime wifey. She's just got her shit together, and she doesn't need you. Is there anything better than a girl that doesn't need you? Her life doesn't change without you. Maybe you could, you can, I'd say definitely guys like us, we can bring a lot of value and fun and happiness into people's lives. But as far as a girl that don't need you, that's the one you work on. That's the one you invest into, and that's the one that, dude, a girl that's content without attention from a man that's a unicorn woman. Oh yeah, unicorn woman. But if she if she's trying to make me be little spoon, a no. You are a little spoon though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a teaspoon. Me and Tommy went to the gym earlier. We had a little chest workout. It was pretty good. I got to see your calves for the first time in a couple months. They're looking veinless. Look. <laughs> I think I think your calves are as thick as my dick. That's why I'm six foot and I can't even touch the net. <laughs> it's they're they are they are they are small, but they but you're proportionate. Like you're not disproportionate. I think we're both very proportionate people. Like I'm fucking thickish. I don't. What well, at, at the uh... ghosts? 
Gus? My soda can is sliding across. <laughs> At this evaluation I went to for physique, they said that you want your bicep... Bicep. Bicep. Your biceps and calves to have the same circumference. And that's proportionately correct. Like, that's where you should be. And I was. Although, they're both only like 12 and a half inches. Uh, so that's why I'm skinny Hasselhoff, baby. Get me. <laughs> I'm. I don't know. We're, we're we pretty much make up for what we lack. If we if we merged our DNA, we'd create a perfect human. I think. Oh yeah. Because you already have created too. I did my part. I did my part. Your daughters are fifty percent perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and if they had take to, that. And if they. <laughs> I'll just stop right there. But it's okay. It's respectful. You're just saying what everybody already thinks. Um, but could you imagine if you had a kid with a good mom? <laughs> totally kidding, totally kidding. That's a that's a comedy bit. <clears throat> yeah, those are just jokes. Those are just jiggity jiggity. I don't know. I don't know if I'd rather be thin, like lean, or beefy like I am. Because I'm pretty I'm beef mode right now, dude. I have to really I've been really trying to improve how I've been eating. I've been eating pretty much the same shit for the last, like, year. But in the last three months, I think I've noticed, like, probably, like, an 11, 12-pound weight gain. Mm. But I'm still bigger and stronger and just as athletic, if not more athletic and functionally fit as I have been. But I just... I've just been eating too much. So I've been trying to be With good. what you eat, it becomes almost habit too quickly, so... Just remember the body is a temple and you don't want to just, you want to fuck up and eat some shit sometimes, but you don't want to be be like, it's okay to eat this Taco Bell big box value meal every day. You don't want to do that. Well, I, yeah. For me, I just have to time my food right. That's it. But I'm not worried. I'm a big dude. When I got really thin, when I got down to like 205, 212 was the lowest I got. And I looked weird. It was when I met Jessica, and all I was doing was fucking hiking. And all I was doing was just fucking working out. And, dude, I think I had like a 33-inch waist. But I looked, I didn't look, if you saw me, I just looked like a rail, dude. And I was still pretty, I was still over 200 pounds. And I had some muscle, like I was still pretty strong, but Jesus, dude, I just didn't feel me. And then I packed on 15 pounds, and just my face looked better. Everything looked better. I, my muscles were more full. I just I yeah, wasn't yeah. I think as you tired. carry with you so much energy that you need that little extra, extra, that little ready to burn on the inside carb load. You know. Well, I gotta stay under 100 carbs a day. I mean, I'll go. You saw how I lifted today. I mean, when I lift weights, I lift weights, and I still do cardio every single day. But I just try to eat most of my food before and after my workout. Every day, that's it. Just kind of rule of thumb. Um, pick a topic. You talk about your cryptos. Your cryptos blowing up this week. I'm making so much fucking money. Dude. <laughs> Are you? Have and, you made uh, money? Out? And and I'm ready to give people advice. Um, but the thing is, you got to be careful who you're gonna let give you advice and who you need to tune the fuck out. While I am just fucking stacking bread on these cryptos right now. You are? For real? I don't want to give people advice just yet because this is... Basically, I've been following this stuff for like two, two and a half years. 
And I was one of the lucky ones who was able to buy at the bottom of this like round two. Because I thought I missed out on my chance to just really stack some bread when uh we're when talking, it, it let me cut you off, let me cut you off. We're talking about cryptocurrency. We're talking about me and Tommy both invest. He he does. I, I'm i kind of like, I'm, I come off the bench. He's in the game full time. I come off the bench here and there and fucking put some money in this thing. But cryptocurrency, there's just a whole variety of different, different companies and different softwares and programs and opportunities to invest money. And Tommy is really good at it. Yeah, so what I've done, I, I've accumulated like, a super vast just knowledge of not just like Bitcoin. A lot of people hear about Bitcoin and think it may be the only coin out there. No, I've got money just connected with Ethereum, Litecoin, Tron, all these just like, they call them altcoins. And we're finding ourselves in an alt season. If you have any access to things like Coinbase or Binance and you can you can let some like savings that you have where you think, Oh, this ain't doing nothing for me. This ain't even in a 401k. It's earning 1% yep. at Chase, and you get a nice little interest payment of 25 cents every three months. Do yourself a favor and invest what you can. Literally, in the last three months, Bitcoin went from like 3200 to 8000 bucks. It dipped down to 3200 You, If you manage to get in and hold your position, hold your stake for a year... Once you sell, you only have to pay 10% in taxes. That's your capital gains tax? That's your cap gains tax. You sell within less than a year, you got to pay 40%. It's it's burglary. So Tommy's point is just to actually make the decision to ride the wave a little bit and throw some money in it and, and just watch what happens. And I think I have like five stocks and there's few that I have over a thousand shares. One was TRX, Tron which is connected to that company, Ardor. Tron is incredibly ambitious. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever jacked some movies on like BitTorrent or the Pirate Bay and used anything like that, but they own that peer-to-peer -peer network, uh, BitTorrent, with like 300 million active users. So what they're gonna do is just incorporate a payment system into something like that, which is gonna get rid of like piracy. You're gonna pay to gain all these things that you're just, you know, you've been stealing for years, but it's just a way to connect the entire world. And I don't know if you know just the uh, the hurdles involved with like international payments right now and like paper money, but uh, I'll tell you this: politicians, anyone associated with like Visa, American Express, they're dead ass scared of these cryptocurrencies. J.P. Morgan, who like Chase Bank, they just created a cryptocurrency. But yeah, I saw that. It's just so regulated. It's like it's you'd want to really go regulate it like all the normal currencies which are called what fiat fiat currencies those are fiat currencies <laughs> so these are these are decentralized unregulated um and and they're able to be used differently than normal money and that's why all these new industries and businesses are uh, uh, adhering to those rules rather than go with a fiat currency a traditional currency that can be impacted by so much shit that's out of their control it's really interesting um you should DM anybody interested, DM Tommy, and I'm sure he would be willing to talk to you more about it. Unlike a lot of these other fucking guys on Instagram, the fucking Ty Lopez and and all these these entrepreneurs who preach the entrepreneurial lifestyle, Gary V. An absolute demon, dude. This guy doesn't say a word without expecting that word to receive money tenfold. Like anyone who dms me on some crypto i'm gonna hook you up with some knowledge and i'm gonna hook you up with some like buying targets to just make you money this fucking guy 
These guys have all made money off of putting this idea in people's heads that they're going to facilitate a way for a new financially free lifestyle. Yeah, and people buy in. This guy, Gary Vee, might as well just only work off GoFundMe pages that have inspirational quotes because he's not doing a damn thing for no one. Have you ever listened to one of his Insta posts, dude? He says so much shit without saying anything. He talks in circles. It's very manipulative. And it's very strange. Once you know to detect some bullshit, it's like you hear it in a whole nother language. If you could like cue up one on your phone and play out like some bullshit, you'll he'll, he could play one with like 125,000 likes and just like all this support in the world. But his aim is always to just get some people to pay for his class, do this, do that. The reason it bothers me is because my background is in professional business development. I worked for John Deere. I've worked for a handful of software and internet marketing companies. I've been a sales manager. I've been a corporate marketing director. I've I've r- ran operations departments. I've done a lot of shit in that realm, especially when it comes to direct and business to business sales and actually establishing a career for yourself in sales or any any opportunity that's going that you can write your own checks basically because you can do that working for a multitude of companies. But my success being a top sales producer being a top marketing guy being a manager being operating these departments and everything it's just hard work it's nothing comp it's the shit you've you've always heard and it, it applies to every part of your life Absolutely. fitness and health it applies to business and it applies to fucking personal relationships and everything you want to be successful work your fucking face off save your money have your day job have your side hustle and these are things that he literally talks in circles and repackages these same ideas over and over again. It's like weird propaganda rhetoric, like MK Ultra mind control shit. And the people that are drawn to it are drawn to a dream and he gives them no direct action items. The he he talks and in intrigues people enough to pay money and he gives them no direct steps to take mm-hmm. to build that life yeah it's just these weird ideas that are open to interpretation and that's his biggest problem is he could run a business to the fucking stratosphere if he was willing to put in the hard work but he's not because your ability to uh, your ability to convince <coughs> can lead a staff to do great things he's got the ability to convince he's like a fucking Catholic priest, the way he tells people what to do and how to do it. That's but he's not analogy. behind any vehicle at all. He's not driving anything forward. He's a fucking investor that had some success. He got lucky. He got fucking lucky. And the thing is, a lot of these guys have a secret source of money. The guys that are straight up rags to riches, that worked hard and saved money, that invested it and, and started to grow gradually, his parents gave him like a multi million dollar wine business I guess the story goes oh. fact check me if you want and then he took money off of that from from that and he invested into uh, Venmo and he invested into some other apps and then what you you, you had a fat turn on money and now he, he's he got more money than us right I don't want to fucking compare bank statements with the guy no not but, at all but, but you I, I want to compare the like, guy and his just uh, his character to, to that of which that of like Elon Musk, people who put in the work. He's the shit. Not put in the work. Elon Musk is the fucking man. You know he's the only guy to ever repay back all the American loans that he took out against 
Uh, With he, interest. He's the only auto, yeah, the only automotive company to ever pay back and not default on all the loans he took out to grow his business. Mm-hmm. He took out and lent so much money, he went dead broke, and he was living off of money that his friend investors were loaning him to keep him above water as Tesla was getting off oh, yeah. the ground. If you're and looking, he paid everybody back. If you're looking for a stock to get... Holy shit, the path Tesla had compared to what they're working with now, they're going to, Gary Vee, I don't know if he's still tied to Uber, if he just cashed out, but like Uber's dead in the water. Basically, the future is saying, if you buy a Tesla, once you get to work, you can just push a button, set your Tesla up to do self-driving Uber for you, and it makes you money the entire time you're clocked into work. Um, That's pretty fucking crazy. Yeah, the self-driving cars, I mean, I drive Lyft right now. Um, I think they're still a, a ways away. Real quick, though, what I was going to say, back to Gary Vee, yeah, uh, follow Elon Musk and his life and, and and research him way more than any of these other fucking dime a dozen Instagram entrepreneurs, and that's not me being a hater. That's me being a successful business development guy, a biz dev guy who has made, fuck, I don't even want to talk about how much money I've made that I didn't save, but as far as me grooming and hiring hundreds of people and turning them into successful business people. I would love to stack the people that I've worked with and measure their success versus the people that follow Gary Vee because sure. without a doubt, I guarantee I've created more successful business people, career-minded uh, uh, sales and marketing-based people that actually have a skill set they can they can do and, and, and apply and adhere to day in and day out that's going to make them more money and make them more successful and give them opportunities that they wouldn't otherwise have because that's what I did. I learned and I had a couple good mentors and I studied the shit out of sales and marketing. It's not what I want to do with my life. I mean, I, I'd still dabble in it. Obviously. But you're still going to be tied to a lot of you know information and here's the entire thing everyone should take from this type of conversation is there's a lot, a whole lot of people, masquerading or not, that are using the classic catchphrase, lend me your ear. And as as people that are looking for more success in life, looking to go places, looking to just level up, you got to be really cautious on who you give that ear to. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. People that aren't giving you direct steps. It's it, I, I, I contrast everything with sports. You know, you have a player's coach, you have a normal coach, but you have guys that are actually going to show you how to execute these plays in the field, not just talking theory. All the shit they talk about is theoretical. It's a dream. It's a fucking whatever. It's like when you and I talk about a funny movie idea or skit, okay? That's theory. We don't come to my fucking kitchen and sit down and write it out. That's actually taking an actionable step, something that could potentially you know, we can use and work towards. And that's what freaks me out about these guys is because people take a little bit of that money that they've worked really hard to earn and then they fucking spend it with these guys that aren't really leading them down a path that's that's a a fruition for anything. And nothing against stupid people, but if you're an idiot and you're listening to Gary Vee and you're using that to try to become a millionaire... You're the guy at the Chinese buffet who's using the numbers on his fortune cookie to play the lotto. That's it. But people don't know what they don't know. The guy's popular. To be devil's advocate, the guy's popular. They're smart. They talk the lingo. They have they 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 can obviously back up what they're talking about at least from 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 the exterior, right? Because they got the money, they got the office, they got the popularity. But it's it's just that. I mean, the real deal heavy hitter guys Jeff Bezos, Amazon, fucking uh, 
te- uh, not Tesla, but Elon Musk, um, Bill Gates, Zuckerberg's, you know, these really, really big guys that all actually start from a from a from a coding business development sales background. Okay? These guys aren't hawking that shit. And none of these guys have any real ties to employment wise to any of these big companies. They work for themselves, they got a little lucky, and now they take that and they snowball it into this popularity thing where now they can pull money from people and, and just fucking just just grease the wheels of whatever operation they got. Yeah. And that's it. It's a toxic environment because they gain followers, but a lot of their followers realize this, but are so bought in that they decide, I'm going to just be something like this, a mesmerizing fucking just, let me think, a mesmerizing, just bullshit feeding, over-promising, ego. under-delivering. Anybody that says, oh, I don't money-ing. have an ego, you're right. Anybody, I didn't mean to talk over you, but anybody that openly says, oh, I don't have an ego, probably has an ego. Anybody that's like, oh, I'm so grateful. Oh, it's all about (coughs) gratitude and hard work and no ego. Those are real things, but it's almost like if you ever played Clue or you ever played some mystery game, it's like whoever smelt it, dealt it, the guy, or whoever, whoever denied it, supplied it. I mean, whoever's instantly denying certain things, that's kind of a red flag to me. So... Fucking buyer beware. Yeah. That's, that's you know what? There's nothing that will... You don't need anybody to tell you to work hard or focus up no. or to be smart with your money or to, you know, not be afraid to put the work in and to not rush. Yeah. You know, take your time and whatever your passion is, your side hustle. Me and Tommy both have multiple passions and side hustles, whether it's music or business, and we both do stuff on the side as well as our day jobs and all of our responsibilities. But those things fucking freak me out and just buyer beware dude i don't have anything else to say about that but anyway you want to go to that little darling strip club under the bridge again oh my god wasn't that fun no wasn't that fun when i took you to the fucking end of the road under the bridge where strippers go to die apocalyptic strip club hey why is the music so loud so you don't hear the freeway (laughs) there's this spot by my old place um this really really dingy shady mildewy moldy always a dark cloud over the building strip club called little darlings a full nudie strip club too so there's no alcohol just like strip clubs do right if they if they're full nude, they don't serve booze there. If they serve booze, it's just titties out. So this was a no booze, vaginas everywhere, mm-hmm. boobs out. No Moscow mules, but they got the camel toes, baby. <laughs> um, <clears throat> that place, if you if you turn the lights on in there, it would probably look like uh, a homeless An ice tank. raid. <laughs> Everyone in here is not allowed. It would look like a, a Chernobyl room. Yeah. From a, radiate, a nuclear radiation meltdown. Uh-huh. And guess what? If your first time there was at night, don't come back for the cheeseburger day sesh. Okay. I used to always go to Deja Vu for lunch. <laughs> by my old work. I used to... Hey, I with who? Myself. <laughs> I used to play pool. I used to play pool and I used to smoke cigarettes and go, it was 10 bucks, okay? 
And they had a limited food at the strip club by my old work. And and then I would uh, I would just, you know, I, I wouldn't buy dances or buy hookah, but I would go get lunch at the strip club. They have hookah? Yeah. But, you know, what? I'm going to go smoke cigarettes and play pool with, like, a couple half-naked chicks for for an hour and eat free food for 10 bucks? That's that's better than going to fucking Subway and eating alone like fucking Steven Glansberg. <laughs> the strip club was a great place for lunch. Period. It was... It, I loved it. I, I kind of miss it. Strippers are nice. People think strippers are like these... I guess it depends on a strip club. Because the little darlings under the bridge, Apocalypse Strip Club, they were pretty tore up. But the deja vu where they come out in the daytime, they... I guess that's maybe how you understand where a stripper is at in her life. If she comes out during the day or she only comes out in the night. Mm-hmm. But these these night... The, or excuse me. These day walkers at deja vu, <laughs> they were sweethearts, man. They were nice. They had most of their teeth... They were they were they were little gems, and Deja Vu took care of them. I think they even had dental benefits, but the ones at where we went, Jesus, Lord Almighty, have mercy on our souls. Yeah, and I think if we I think if we got an excavator and we started digging through that building into the ground, ten feet down would be the fucking gate to hell. Oh yeah, that place smelled like puss. <laughs> It smelled like puss. It smelled like somebody had a Febreze can and the scent was puss. And it just sprayed it everywhere. How long do you think we were there? An hour? An hour until we absolutely got gross. That was the first night I ever took a Purell shower. (laughs) And got a baptism within 20 hours. This place made Atheist Tommy get a baptism that tells you everything you need to know mm-hmm. is this reality but deja vu they do it a little bit better they do it so well they actually built a huge location in the good old tijuana oh and getting to talking about strip clubs you don't know what strip clubs even are until you find out in tijuana and uh i'm gonna make it a point to to take you <laughs> to your first ever trip down there so you know exactly what what how much time you wasted going to these California ones because holy shit am I gonna change your fucking life? Well, I dated a couple strippers, and they were wonderful. They were probably cooler than any normal chick I had dated. They were really nice. Well, that's what's great is they're shameless and hey, their comfort were- zone is fucking ten times bigger than a lot of these girls that feel so reserved and people like us that just live on the edge and aren't afraid to just like show every part of ourselves i mean i'm I'm not down to be a stripper so i guess i'm not down to show every part of myself but like i think i think think a few of us know that you've shown a few parts of yourself not butthole (laughs) what are you talking about didn't you do a little jerky jerk did you do a little 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 scene didn't you do a little scene for the internet Hey, Tommy, didn't you do a little scene on the internet with hey, your penis? Hey, let's just say I got 100,000 views before YouTube came out. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my life. All right, here we go. Explain I'm, it. I'm 18 years old. Okay. I'm finishing up high school. Mm-hmm. I'm kicked out of my house. <laughs> Every other week? I've never even had a job. 
but I got one. You got a job, huh? You got a job with that little, little dick of yours. <laughs> <laughs> you know where you can get a job? Craigslist. Oh. Especially in the personal section. Now, yeah. literally, I'm looking for just ways to gain money, dude. I'm like at a, at a fucking stump in my career, my life, and I'm like, what do I do? A hundred bucks would be great. Five hundred would be awesome. Oh, I'm going to become a porn star. You still kid. So being in San Diego, there's a network down here. There's a there's a circuit, if you will. I reply to an A ad. jerk it circuit. A <laughs> <laughs> little jerk it circuit. And I got to give thanks this whole part of my life. Like, I'm kicked out and uh, the only one to really be there for me and let me sleep at their house is my boy Rob Roselli. And I'm using his just jizz-coded computer to apply for these jobs, right? And I get on there, apply, get an answer back. Hey, we'd love to feature you. We'd love to make you a porn star. Nice. But what we're going to need yeah, yeah. is pics of everything. Yeah, yeah. Hey, send us a soft one. Send us a boner one. If they wanted a softie? Yeah. I will never show anybody my soft dick. Well, I'm like a super skinny guy, so proportionally, yeah. I look good okay. regardless. You got a good Even if one. it ain't factually big. So I stand it all and book the gig. They're like, come on in. We want to do it. Rob drives. I have no car. I have nothing. Rob drives me there and fucking parks out in front and just says, all right, dude, see you when you're done. Go fuck some chicks. <laughs> I go in. And I'm like, hey, I'm here for like the porn thing. And they're like, ah, oh, you're the fucking cutest. We need to get you in here right now. And I'm just like in the waiting room. And this fucking director guy, yeah, guy comes out of the like studio room and says, I'm trying to film a scene in here. Can you shut the fuck up? <laughs> he said that? Yeah, he's just a passionate pornographer. And I'm like, oh my God. That wraps up, and then it's my turn. I go in this fucking room. <laughs> I go on to the casting couch, dude. Ew, did they wipe it down? And there's like, the, nah. Oh. Nah. Fuck it. Sweat and jizz and mm. just the most musty room you could think of. And there's a fucking... No windows. There's a, there's, what is it called? Ten candles lit. There's just one of those tube television like a big ass nasty old school TV with like some foot job porn playing dude. ew I get in there and I'm like dude where's the bitches <laughs> wait there's no girls no dude when you wait get... you really thought you were gonna hook with a chick there yeah when you get caught into one of these things they, they go about explaining hey this is gonna be something where we just we, we record you and we're going to send it out to producers and decision makers over at, uh, we got Playboy. We got Hustler. We got everyone. That's the real, like, casting couch thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Casting couch. But thank God it didn't go to the point where it's like, hey, to know that you're going to be good for porn, you got to suck my cock. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the guy just comes out and he's like, hey, so he brings make up this thing happy. <laughs> <laughs> Take care of it. I'll get you some work. He brings in this, uh, like, tattoo-covered, kind of, like, North Park-looking girl with a video camera and says, what you're going to have to do, 
watch the porn get hard super important we know you can get hard on camera i'm like okay i'm fucking 18 years old i can get hard from the sears fucking bra section <laughs> i get hard from a memory still and they want you to like Plus that memory net episode two that's all it took i wish it was still like that shit so i go for it wham bam go to masturbating there's a check for 500 bucks i'm like what Initially, you think, like, this is career-focused. This is going to get me, like, paid. I'm the next Kimmy Granger. Ooh. Next Jessa Rhodes? Next Jessa Rhodes. Is that your fave? Jessa Rhodes? Is that wifey? Jessa Rhodes? I love Jessa Rhodes so much that I messaged her agent about getting her on the podcast. Damn! And they wrote back. She should. I could have this porn talk with her. She got a lot more money than me. She got a lot more experience. But I did get, I got 500 bucks. And then they said that my shit got so many views that they sent me another 500 bucks. So who knows how much money they made off of it. But I got $1,000 for jacking off. Did you? (laughs) Dude, and the funniest part was like... After after it was done, the video lady did and you get, did you and, get totally naked. Yeah, the video lady and the director guy they go right up to me, and I'm like, okay, I gotta get the fuck out of here because you know how you become a different person once you nut. Oh God, yes. They're like giving me a like alcohol wipes or like like paper towels, something that was just like clean. I think it was like Purell, and then like paper towels, and they're like. What a fucking epic cum shot. Oh, good one. And I'm all timidly like, hey, thanks a lot. Get me the fuck out of here. Line, Rob- line, 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 line. Meanwhile, Rob is still just waiting in his Ford Focus to fucking oh, Rob, get me out of there. Rob's just jacking off from the ambient excitement. <laughs> Dude, it was literally on Hancock Street. Yep. In uh, in like downtown San Diego, and I get out of there, and I'm like, Rob, Ugh. this shit went fucking good, dude. Take me to this uh, like check cashing place. Let's just get this over with. Gave him like a hundred bucks of it. Was like, you're awesome, dude. And that was the beginning and end of this uh, porn career. God. Yeah, man. I think you could do more. I think you should do more. I think you should do more. I'll just throw that out there. Sell cars and do porn? Fuck it. Porn cars. You're hot enough. Parody porn is what I like the most, and it would be cool to just take on some fucking... Have you seen, like, the Deadpool porn parody? I've heard you fuck chicks, and... <laughs> back at our old place, dude. Those those are authentic sounds. I don't know who was the man and who was the woman making the sounds. I don't know who was who. If, but... if they said fuck me, that was me. <laughs> If they said, if they said jizz on my face, that was me. If they said, oh my God, you made me bleed. That was, that was your, <laughs> that was your butt. If you heard someone yell, stretch me, it wasn't the woman. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious, dude. Oh my God. Yeah, it's fun to get together and do this podcast because I thought for a long time we'd still be like trying to do that roommate thing, but. Just the way life goes, that ain't going to happen. But this, this is going to happen. Yeah. And it's been awesome so far.
All right, one last topic for the day. We're coming up on an hour. We crushed an hour of this thing. I got something to say, and it's going to ruffle some feathers, but it's about photography. And I've noticed that out of about however many girls on my Instagram that I see, about 87% of them think that they're photographers, men too. I'm just going to say this and I'm going to clear the air for everybody because I have a background in photography. I had X amount of years in yearbook and everything else. And I've, I've just, I've done photography. I've, I've done people's engagement shit. I've done people's, uh, all types of stuff. And guess what? It's super easy. It's not a hard thing. You, you focus the lens and you take the picture. Why is everybody a photographer? And then everybody's got like pictures of a fucking flower or a, 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 a blades of grass cascading over down damn hilly, a hilly valley, acreage. Stop thinking photography's hard. Just admit that it's a super easy thing. You throw your shit in the light studio, you throw a damn filter, and you're done. Yeah, because you, you know the word aperture. Yeah, aperture. You think you know what you're doing? Oh, look at the water. I turned up the aperture. Yep, yeah. Oh, look, you look like shit until I threw a sepia tone on your fucking head. That's the problem. Photographer used to be just, wow, if you're Ansel Adams, you're a photographer. You take the pic yeah. on a hard-to-look-at camera and you print it. Do you remember the cool... No, 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 no. You develop it. Oh, yeah, you have to develop your own pictures, not just Now you USDM. edit it. Yeah, now everything's so editable... An accidental camera shot can be a great pick. Dude, all the pictures in the yearbook of just guys diving and catching footballs and like action scenes and like water polo and all the shit that I that I took throughout the years, they were easy. Yeah. I just pressed the button. I didn't do anything. I just pressed the button a bunch of times. And that's it. I didn't do nothing. I just it's a fucking camera, you just press the button. And everybody's like, oh, look at, look at my photography. Look at my gallery. It's, it's not hard. And it's definitely not art. Nah. It's not art. It's not art. It's a picture. It's not art. You didn't make it. You took it. You stole an image from the universe, the damn nature matrix. You didn't. It's not fucking art. And it's not hard. If you're a photographer, just change your business name to... What I do isn't hard photography. <laughs> Hi, my name's Max, and I'm here with It's Not Really Hard What I Do as a Photographer. Photography. Hey. Inc. Incorporated. Hey, here's LLC. My, here's my card. Nice to meet you. I don't have a job, but I can't get unemployment. Yeah. Because <laughs> I take pics. I, <laughs> I don't get sick days. Please let me take your baby pictures. <laughs> Inc. LLC. It's so silly too many photographers and guess what the irony is you're getting better pictures off your fucking iphone nowadays than you are a fucking canon rebel that's the irony big time because that's what's making people think they're a photographer now hey what do you shoot with a camera a, a pixel three yeah pixel three yeah what the fuck uh, shit lg droid three eleven but I don't like to just finish these episodes hating on people. What do we got? Let's see some positive reinforcement. Let's wrap this thing up. Well, I mean, I wasn't being a hater per se. I'm just saying it ain't fucking hard to take pictures. <laughs> no, that's the thing is you when you know you can do a job as good Ugh. as someone or better, but you see them like getting 
yeah. uh, prideful or like egotistical about it, you want to just stop them in their tracks. Like, dude, <clears throat> you're not doing nothing. Well, hey, I'm sure you could take great pictures and picture. Photography is fucking dope. It's awesome. It's great. But, um, you know, I'll leave it. I'll leave it. Anyway, you know what a cool quote I heard the other day? But anyway, check out our Instagrams because we got some sick pics on there. Yeah, check out my pics. Sicker videos, though. Sicker uh, content. A parting message. We're an hour and five minutes in. Chase your fucking dreams. Chase your dreams because guess what? The time is going to go by anyway. I'm going to tell my kids the same thing. Children's, chase your fuck. Still pay your bills. Still be responsible. But chase your dreams because the time's going to go by anyway. And I don't know if this podcast is us chasing our dreams per se, but it is definitely a passion. And I think it's, it's a launch pad for a lot of our dreams. It can be. And it took us a while to finally get on a little bit of a routine. But guess what? I don't plan on fucking changing this. And I want anybody listening that if you're passionate about photography, do it. Passionate about art, music. You're passionate about helping people. You're passionate about something completely unrelated to your career or the path you're on. Embark on that fucking journey. Seriously, don't waste the fucking time. Attack it. Create a little bit of a plan and just go attack it. And even if you fail, figure out where you failed and do it again and make that adjustment. Don't be afraid to go after the things that are important to you, that are you're passionate about, because not to get morbid or anything, but you only got one life, man. And you only got you only got a, you have a finite amount of time and you never know when you're gonna go. Be grateful for the day, make it count, stay fucking focused and humble and grateful for the time that you have. Tell everybody around you that are close to you, that you love them, and chase your fucking dreams and inspire them along the way because I can't even put it into words. I can't adjectively fathom how amazing it is to do something like this with my best friend every week. And I know a lot of people out there have best friends. And um, I hope that through all of our silly goose time and our serious goose time, you can you can feel the message that we have to share and and really it's just a couple positive guys that love making people laugh in some way whether it's my fitness stuff or it's Tommy's expertise in, in other things or whatever we're inspiring people or making you laugh and uh, I fucking love it I hope you guys have a good week don't drink and drive tell your parents that you love them drink water sleep live don't die survive <laughs> If you think you might be dying, just make sure you get some metrocyclocine 47. Metrocycline 47. Even if you already have nightmares, don't be afraid. Because this thing is guaranteed to get rid of whatever ailment you're suffering from. Yep. And there's only an 80% chance you'll get it back. <laughs> we appreciate you guys listening. Don't forget to add us and subscribe. Uh, add us on Instagram, at MaxTheDad, at SkinnyHasselhoff. Um, please rate and review the podcast anywhere you can on anchor spotify apple um tell your friends and family and let's keep growing this thing see ya